right, brothers, welcome back to another episode of Point of the Gospel. I am Spencer Sutton. I'm here with you today, and this is going to be a quick one. I want to answer this question. Uh, last night we had a men's, uh, we had our meeting, we call it a fireside chat, and uh, I usually share something, uh, some thoughts for the guys as we're uh, getting together and um, just trying to encourage each other and um, walk in a manner worthy of the gospel. And I had a question, and the question was, in a two-part question, it was, um, Spencer, do you have any blockers on your phone or tablets or computers? And then second part is, do you recommend those things for uh, people, for brothers that you that you speak with? So uh, the, the answer to the first part, do I have any blockers? The answer is no. I don't have any blockers on my phone, my computer, or any tablets. Uh, I have in the past back probably, goodness, 15, 20 years ago or so. I can't remember anyway. I, I remember uh, a group of us, uh, I think we all at that time were using something like Covenant Eyes or, or something like that, but I, but I don't have any blockers. And then he said, do you recommend uh, men having blockers on their phone? And I would say, um. Yes, like I, I'm not definitely not against blockers on people's phones, and especially some of the younger uh, guys that I've uh, had the uh, you know opportunity to counsel and speak with, I definitely will recommend. So I've I've had guys who are you know twenty year twenty twenty one twenty two twenty three years old, uh, and they've asked the very same question. I would say yes, like if if this is going to help you, just knowing you have a blocker on your phone, if it's going to help you, then absolutely put one on there. And but but I want to kind of redirect our thought here, and this is what I did last night with this brother. I said blockers are okay, but what we really want to the question we really want to ask is what am I trying to achieve, right? So what am I trying to achieve with a blocker? What am I trying to achieve with my life? And so the the real question is, am I trying to avoid porn or am I trying to develop a deep relationship with Christ? Am I trying to um, avoid porn or am I trying to fall in love with Christ? And to me, those things are two totally different things. And what I've noticed is in guys, a lot of times we are so focused on this, this issue, this pain in our life, and the pain is porn, right? So you have this the pain of porn and disappointing yourself, the shame that comes with it. I mean, we constantly find ourselves in this pit of regret and self-loathing, and it's just like we can't get out. We've tried for years and decades to be done with porn, but we keep finding ourselves there back and back again. And, and honestly, most guys, most Christian men I know have tried porn blockers. The, the problem is, is that we find a way around them. Like, this is what we do. We figure out a way around them. It's It's insane. <laughs> And with the advance in technology, like guys, it's only going to get worse. There's only, only going to be more avenues for this. And so if you want to, like, again, I'm not, not saying anything is wrong with porn blockers. However, 
what are you pursuing? Are you just pursuing a life without porn? Like, is that it? Is that the, is that the pursuit is just a porn free life? Cause to me, when I look at the Christian life in the new Testament, that's just like, I don't know. It just seems kind of, um, short-sighted, I guess. Like if that's what my life is going to be like, just a life free of porn, that doesn't, doesn't excite me. What I want is I want a life that is like deeply rooted in gospel truth so that those desires aren't there. And, and, and I'll just be very, very honest, right? So the desires for maybe sexual sin and the way it was will fade away. However, what you realize is that you're always going to struggle with something. There's always going to be sin, right? It's not just porn. There's sin that we're going to struggle with our entire life. And so the more we fall in love with Christ, the more he reveals these deep and hidden idols in our lives. And then we have an opportunity to go to war against those idols because ultimately Christ should be supreme on the throne of our heart. And so I want to direct our thoughts really quickly. I was this morning, so I'm going through first Peter. So this morning I was in these verses and I started to make this connection. So this connection, I'm going to read just a couple of verses here from first Peter 13, starting in verse 13. He says, therefore, preparing your minds for action and being sober minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ, right? So, hey, church, I know you're going through a lot of struggles right now. You're suffering right now, but I want you to prepare your minds. Get ready and set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, okay, so Peter did something very, very important right here. He called out their identity as God's children, Something I talked to the group last night about was identity. So we're always doing something based on who we believe ourselves to be, or we're always not doing something based on who we believe ourselves to be. So being comes before doing. So Peter reminds them here, as obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. So what's the connection? The connection I want to help us make is I, I, I circled the word conformed, and then I on my Bible app, I have this Olive Tree Bible app. I just highlighted the word conformed, and I looked up in the concordance. Where else does it talk about the word conformed? And, of course, it pulled up Romans 12, 1 and 2. And so this is what Romans 12, 1 and 2, it's a very familiar verse, says. It says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers— by the mercies of God to present your bodies as living sac as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. So our bodies are not our own, they're God's. And then he goes on to this, and here's the word conformed. Do not be conformed to this world. Now, this is what Paul says. Now, Peter said earlier, he said, do not be conformed to the passion passions of your former ignorance. And this is what Paul says, but so instead be transformed by the renewal of your mind. 
So he says, don't be conformed to this world, be transformed. Peter says, don't be conformed to this world or to the passions of your former ignorance. Be holy. So Paul is saying, be transformed. Peter's saying, be holy. Both of those have in the mind, like both of those have this idea of becoming somebody new, becoming somebody different. And so what I want to tell you is, Porn blockers do not turn you into somebody new. Porn blockers don't like help you change your entire life. Now, they may give you a little breathing room. They may give you a little breathing room so that you're not tormented, not thinking about it all the time, like, oh, it's so easily accessible. I get that. But what I want to tell you is what you're after is a transformed life. And so in both of these, Peter and Paul both make the connection with your mind. Peter says, prepare your minds for action. Be sober-minded. Be holy. So he's making the connection with preparing your minds and being sober-minded, thinking, setting your hope fully on Christ. This is the path to transformation. This is the path to becoming holy. And Paul is doing the same thing. He's like, hey, don't be conformed. However, be transformed. And how are we transformed? Brothers, we're transformed by the renewal of our mind. And when our minds are renewed, we're going to be able to discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And brothers, I will tell you, we will be able, through the tra- through the transformation of our mind, the renewal of our mind, we will then have this strong desire to obey. Like Peter says, as obedient children. It's a beautiful picture. I mean, guys, this is what we should be hoping for. This is good news. This is incredible news. The incredible news is that you can be changed. The incredible news is that you can be transformed. The incredible news is that your life can look completely different in three months, six months, 12 months, 24 months, completely different than it does right now. And I hope that that's what you desire. Like my hope is that your desire is not just to be done with pornography. That is a weak, weak desire. My prayer is that your desire is to be completely transformed. So how are we transformed? Well, Paul tells the the church in Corinth, this is how we do it. And I'm not going to get into the entire text, but just this one verse here says, he's comparing ourselves to Moses who when he spent time and communed with God, his face was shining and he had to put a veil over his face. And then if we even think about the veil that was in the Holy of Holy places, like in the Holy of Holies, so that no one could go into the Holy of Holies, they couldn't see the glory of God. They couldn't be in the presence of God except for one time a year. And that was with fear and trembling. Like, scared to death. And Paul's saying, that's that's not us anymore. Paul's saying in 2 Corinthians 3.18, he says, and we all, like all of us who have faith in Christ, with unveiled face, we don't have something over our face. 
beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another, for this comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. So what is beholding the glory of the Lord? Brothers, beholding the glory of the Lord is beholding the face of Jesus Christ. It's spending time with Christ in the Gospels. It is spending time with in the Word, reading and thinking and journaling and meditating and praying. This is how transformation happens. And I'm, I'm just really afraid that people are looking, brothers are looking for the quickest fix. And if I can be free from porn without spending time alone with the Lord, then that's, that's probably will fit my schedule better. Honestly, it would fit my schedule better. Like if that's all I was looking for was a life of free of porn, then yeah, it would fit my schedule just to say, hey, give me the quickest fix. Hit, give me that easy button. I want to hit it and I want to move on with my life because I got a lot of things I got to accomplish. I got kids, I got ball games, I got all these things, I got vacations, I have work, like I'm busy at work, all these things. I've got my health I got to worry about. I mean, there's so many things pressing for our time, but I will tell you, brothers, there is nothing more pressing than your spiritual transformation. And we must give this top priority top priority i love this thought by r.a tory he said speaking about this passage here in second corinthians he said the thought is that the lord is the sun you and i are mirrors when we commune with god like mirrors, we, are, we catch the rays of his moral glory and reflect them out on the world from glory to glory. That is, each time we commune with him, we catch something new of his glory and reflect it out on the world. Even so, we, going up into the mount of prayer, away from the world, alone with God, catch the rays of his glory so that when we come down to other people, it is not so much our faces that shine, but our characters with the glory that we have been beholding. We then reflect out on the world the moral glory of God from glory to glory each time each new time of communion with him, catching something new of his glory to reflect it out in the world. Oh, here is the secret of becoming much like God by remaining a long time alone with him. If you won't stay long with him, you won't be much like him. Brothers, this, this I mean, the the trap that you and I get caught in is just thinking that our pastors are responsible for our spiritual development. And we go to church and we sit in a pew every Sunday and we judge our pastors on how the message was. We judge the band on how the music was. And we wonder, and then we go home, we don't open our Bibles the rest of the week and we wonder what why am I struggling with this sin? Why am I struggling with my attitude? Why am I struggling with these lustful desires and this 
Why? 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 And there's a reason. Like, if there's anything, if there's one thing that this podcast, I hope, encourages you to do is spend time alone with the Lord, just the two of you, with his word. This is how you and I are being transformed from one degree of glory to the next. This is how you and I are transformed by the renewing of our minds. This is how we are like this is how we become holy as he is holy. This is how we have sober minds to think. This is how our life changes. So, brothers, just some encouragement. I thought this was, I would answer this question kind of once and for all about blockers. Again, not against blockers, but don't let that be your big fix. That's not the fix. That is a sorry and weak substitute. And it may be, like, you just have to be honest with yourself. It may be because you're like, well, I don't want to spend time with the Lord. Well, I would encourage you to pray about that. Pray for the desire. Like, even the desire to get up in the morning. So I do have a desire. When I go to bed at night, I have this desire to get up. I got up at 3 in the morning, 3.15 in the morning to use the bathroom. And I was like, oh, I'm going back to sleep. But, 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 but I'm tired, but I can't wait to get up at 4.30. I've got to get up at 4.30. Got to get up at 4.30. And brothers, that's not because I'm something special at all. Even our desire to get up and spend time with him is all grace. Like it's all because of him. If it weren't for him, I wouldn't even have the desire. And so you can pray for the desire. God, give me a hunger and a thirst for righteousness. Give me the ability to wake up early and hunt down the treasures that are in your word. Like each time we bow down in prayer, each time we bow down and spend time in his word, we have the ability, like through his spirit, through this supernatural like life that we have, we have this ability to know him more and more and more and more. And I was telling the guys last night on our call, like this will never end. Ever, ever end. If the Lord allows me to live to a hundred, oh, this like this is still going to be the life. Hungering and thirsting. And so just like the children of Israel in the wilderness, needing to depend on the Lord every day for bread, needing to cry out from for water from the rock, he'll do it. And this is what we should be hoping for and praying for. So, all right, brothers, I hope you all have a fantastic week, and I'll catch you next time on uh, another episode.